This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is ready to take a trip to Copenhagen, Ryan Nelson. I'm glad you brought up Copenhagen. Thank you to the bear for educating me that the Danish don't want to hear about Ikea. <laughs> That's right. They do not want to hear about Ikea. Hey, most Americans don't want to hear about Ikea either, yes. so to be perfectly honest with but, you. Man, I do want to go to Copenhagen. It looks awesome. It does. It looks absolutely fantastic. So, uh, If you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talked about the first five episodes of the second season of The Bear on Hulu. I guess it's technically fx i I get confused but uh uh, if you are new or irregular would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter uh, what level you support us at, 3, 5, 10, or 20. All four levels do get the show ad-free. There are additional benefits as well. You get early access to some episodes. There are just some episodes that are just bonus episodes. For example, right now, you can go on there. If you were to log on, you would get our top 10 Harrison Ford uh, movies of all time since The Dial of Destiny just recently came out. So we decided to pay a little homage to him on our Patreon channel by doing our top 10 list of Harrison Ford films. Like I said, if you want to join up and listen to that, you can do so by just going to patreon.com. And, and my number it. two may shock people. <laughs> That's true. It might. It might shock people. So, uh, If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Regardless of whether or not you can write us a review on Spotify, on Apple, wherever it is that you get your podcast from, we would love for you to at least give us a five-star rating on whatever platform it is that you are that you are listening on it would help us out a whole lot we'd really like to get the 200 on apple because that would get us we could get rotten tomato certified if that was the case uh, but if you'd like to interact with the show we would love for you to do so you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear any questions you have any thoughts any concerns anything else in general that you might have and you would like to add to the show send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Second season of The Bear. 
Before we get into specifics on this one, just kind of refresh our listeners for those those who listened to our bear, uh, uh, our coverage of the bear in the first season last year. Refresh your memory on where people where you were in on that one. Uh, freaking loved it. I gave it a uh, Game of Thrones, and it was in my top ten. Yeah, I remember you have it in your top ten. I. I lo- I liked it a lot. I was I had a little bit of a hard time enjoying it as much as you did. I gave it a loss because just it is a very anxiety inducing show. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and address that here because we're going to talk about this when we do our our we're really going to talk about this when we do our the last five episodes of this because we're doing them separate because this could mm-hmm. end up being a lengthy conversation and I, yeah we took a break earlier and I told my wife I was like we still got to do the two bears. Uh, podcast she's like you may be talking for four hours <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite possible because there, there's quite a bit to talk about on this one especially those last five episodes but yeah. the like we're going to come back to what i'm going to talk about here in just a second when we talk about those those last five episodes but last year was well, the first season of the bear came out in the summer of 2022 and the same time yeah right about the same time so it's it's almost a year apart maybe this may come out a little bit earlier than last year if i don't remember exactly when but where i was last year so basically i don't i've told many people on, on this podcast i told you that I, i'm a teacher and i do most people know if you've been listening to this podcast long enough you probably understand that you probably realize that but Last year, the 2021-2022 school year was easily one of the most difficult school years I've ever had. It was a, it was hard. It was kids getting back to being in school full time. Every single student. Uh, it was, it was just really difficult to get up and go to work every single morning. Uh, there was a ton of anxiety surrounding that school year. And so I was just coming off of one of the most stressful, one of the most difficult school years I had in a show like The Bear, especially that first season, which yeah. has so much anxiety and so much chaos and, and chaotic mm-hmm. energy to it. I think where you are in your personal life can affect the way you enjoy something. So there's, there's a part sure. of me that really believes that if I had seen the first season after this school, because I had a really good year this school, this past school year, it was much much better than the previous one. Uh, if I had seen the bear, the first season of the bear after this school year, I probably would have gone ahead and given an, an, a Game of Thrones, which is now a succession for us. But like I said, we're going to talk about this later on because I, I think that was a really good show. But this season, I'm I'm just a huge fan of this first season. Let's go talk well, about. Well, there's a lot of people I recommended the first season mm-hmm. to, and they couldn't get through it because of the anxiety right. of what you're talking about, the toxic workplace, right. cousin Richie yes. being the the agent of chaos. Yes. that he that he was. Yes, he was. We'll he talk about that changes, later. And I can't wait. He's my favorite character this year. But uh, you know, I, I definitely think there are people that understood that like how anxiety ridden it was they toned that down a lot they did. there's still some of that right uh in a couple of episodes one, yes. through, <laughs> one more so than the one, other yeah but like um this season i really think it felt almost like a sports like a, a sports uh movie or sports series because yeah. there's so much about leadership buying in being the best player you can be right. you know like richie's turnaround especially yeah felt like you know a guy that finally buys into the coach of the right. team and then like ends up being a superstar right, like exactly. you, you know there's players like that around the world you know different stories but uh 
I, I just love this show. I thought the first five episodes were fantastic. I absolutely love them bringing in Abby Elliott full time as yeah. Sugar. Mm-hmm. I think she adds so much to this. She was a welcome, you know, addition full time because she right. was on like two or three episodes. Yeah, she Very was there small, a little bit. But, yeah, she yeah. was there a little bit uh, in the first season. Yeah, I also Molly Gordon as Claire is phenomenal. That girl has it. I can't wait to see what she ends up being superstar-wise. She's so good in this. I love that they brought her in. Uh, So she brought so much to this, especially early on, the first few episodes where she's, you know, trying to get Carmi to open up and and become a person, you know, who might enjoy fun. Right. (laughs) That may go to a party. Right. You know, so that was good. Uh, Also, we got a lot of Oliver Platt as Uncle Jimmy, and he was fantastic. Anytime you can see Oliver Platt in something, it's, it's, it's a good day. And then also you just get back to our favorites. Every time I see Lionel Boyce, who plays Marcus, mm-hmm. and that guy has a smile on his face, it is just infectious. He is just a charismatic guy that's not even trying. <laughs> He's just, he just, what is it, Riz? Is that what the kids say? That guy yeah. has more Riz, Riz than about anybody. Yeah. And, uh, episode four with him was one of my favorites of the, of the series. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And it's him, man. Is he just has it too? Yeah, uh, I'm with you on, on a lot of this. So coming into this this episode, into this season, just because I remembered that the sec- first season was so there was so much anxiety around it. I didn't watch any of the trailers coming into this just because I didn't. Normally, if I'm watching a trailer, because I want to see like it's like for a superhero film or for a science fiction, because right. you want to see how they're doing stuff. I mean, with this, you kind of figure what it's going to look like. So, uh, I didn't, I wasn't expecting the story. Again. We'll talk about that in just a second. But when coming into this, I was a little concerned. Was like, it was a difficult watch for me the first time around. I, I watched this over a three-day span. I think I watched like the first two episodes one night while I was still in Chattanooga. Uh, I watched like the next four the very next day when we got home, and I finished it up the following day. So, like I said, I watched it all ten over uh, the course of three days. I, I don't think I watched the first those eight episodes in that quick a time span. I think it took me like nearly a week because it was just such a difficult watch that first season. Uh, I watched the first i came back from vacation immediately started watching it because i saw so many talking about it i came back the wednesday after it came out uh i watched the first six i come back i immediately watched the next you know four four. Mm -hmm. and then the next day i watched all ten (laughs) yeah and like i said i was a little concerned coming into it just because i knew it was i thought it might be a difficult watch and one of the reasons i watched it as early as i did is because of that reason like i might need i might need the entire week to get through this this season of this show and i I didn't i ended up like i said i ended up watching it three days the only reason i ended up watching two episodes that first day and not doing more is because it was like 11 o'clock at night when i started it so i was like i need to go ahead and get to bed but this i was really surprised and just i was immediately into this show and look we're going to talk about i think it's appropriate that we're talking about the first five episodes because the second half of this season we're going to heap a lot of praise on these first five episodes yeah but the second half of this season we're really going to heap some praise yeah because uh, that is it's just absolutely incredible like i said i was not expecting to enjoy this season of this television show nearly as much as I did, but my goodness, it was absolutely incredible. 
It really was, man. And like you said, the first five really put you back into the restaurant, right. into this environment. And you just felt you're you're like, all right, I'm back with these people I love. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about even Carmi or Sydney yet. Right. You know, just like two fantastic lead and just fantastic characters. So you're back with them. And then, like you said, they take it to the next level, the first, the next five. But, man, the first five episodes, you could put it up with about any show this year, yeah. you know. And, like, it's it's at, at the top, man. Uh, th- this show is definitely going to be in my top ten and will be toward – it could be – could be, it could get to one. It's one or two right now. Right. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some specifics on this. Before we talk about, uh, like, specific episodes or specific characters or anything like that, what because to me there were some noticeable changes in this as soon as I started watching did you did you did you notice anything different about it when you first started watching it well it wasn't as much chaos like That's, the chaos yeah. was to, was turned toned down that a was the bit. first thing I mean, yeah because the chaos is definitely like I don't remember like as the very first season opens with with Jeremy Allen White's character but when he goes like after he like kind of wakes up and gets going and gets to the shop, you can tell the tension is already there. I mean, it, it's right, already right. there, and you don't feel that nearly as much as soon as this no. show opens. By matter of fact, well, I'll go ahead and anything did you notice anything else? Because there's a couple other things I noticed. Um, I would say Richie is already turned down a little bit. He's already turned down a little bit. Yeah, he's he's turned down a little bit. To me, the other biggest things I noticed, one is you can see the money that they have now invested in this. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. I mean, the first season, it was I don't know what they expected out of it, but you it was you can tell they didn't spend a lot yeah. of money on that. I mean, it was a very much a come out of nowhere type show, right? Uh, and you can, I mean, you can just, if you watch the first season, the second season, the drone shots that they got of the entire city, right. uh, just some of the other things they're the in, music, the music, they're paying for a lot more music. They're paying for a lot more music in this in this season. Like they played that strange currency song by REM like twenty times. Right. Like I can't imagine how much it costs to to play REM so much, or how much it costs to even play Taylor Swift once. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know. To be perfectly honest, we'll talk about that obviously in the second half, oh, but God. Uh, we. We'll be talking about that. Uh, but like I said, so the, like I said, you can see the additional amount of money that they're spending in it. The yeah. other thing I th- noticed was I think they tell you right off the bat because the first thing that they show you with in this season is uh, oh, you mentioned his name, Lionel Boyce. Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Marcus. Lionel Boyce's character, Marcus. He's where they open this this season with because yeah, yeah, yeah. they open it with him and what he's like in a hospital and you don't know you know he's talking to a woman but we don't know if it's his mother his grandmother we obviously find out later on that it's his mom but to start with him tells you at least it told me I don't know about anybody else but it told me we're not going to have the same story because last year. This was very much Jeremy Allen White's show, and it was yeah. about him and every other character in the shop, and uh, Richie, Cousin Richie, um, uh, the uncle, what's the uh, uncle's name? Uh, uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy, thank you. The, all those characters, the reason they're important is because of how they relate to Carmi. Yeah. And this one, when by opening up with Lionel Boyce's character, Marcus, what it tells me is, 
all right, we're now going to make these characters important on their own. And Right, right. That was a big change in yeah, this season. Yeah, because like I said, last year, everybody was only important because of how they related to Carmi and how how Carmi viewed them and how you viewed them through Carmi's eyes. Right. And now they're, they're fleshing out all these characters a lot more. We're getting a lot more of their stories, a lot more of their arcs. And one of the yeah. things that works so well is they don't really, I mean, these episodes are a little bit longer than last year, but not a whole yeah, lot longer. Not a lot. They have one long episode yes, in the do. second half, but the other ones. Also, I'm not surprised they start off with Marcus because if you remember, Marcus was such a big part of season one because mm-hmm. he was the first person who, the of the original crew, that bought into Carmi. Right, he was. He started reading the manual. He realized this guy could help me. And then he started convincing Abra, Gary, Tina, others, hey, you need to jump on. This guy's legit. Right. This guy can make things better. So I'm not surprised that he ends up being even a bigger part in season two because people respect him. Richie really respects him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, and then Sydney, Sydney and him have a horrible, sad relationship that <laughs> brought back some PTSD of my own right. love life, you know, as a young <laughs> man. But, uh, you know, like, Marcus is such a big part of like he's the for to you succeed you got to have a Marcus yeah you, you got to have a guy that's a hard worker that's sharp that people like and when he when you can get him to buy in he can turn everyone into you know to what you're trying to do and it's I'm not surprised he's one of the, the main parts of this season yeah I'm not either uh, he's just really good he. Uh, and like I said, he's going to be. There, there's a lot of people who are eventually going to be stars in this, and he's, he's going to be one. I think way. so too. So, because you could see him being in a romantic comedy. Oh yeah, you could see him being a drama. He is a lot of talent. He hasn't acted a lot, but right? He he's he has some natural ability. Yeah, he really does. And like I said, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch whatever his career ends up being. So, all right, uh, the coming into this. You know, I, I didn't like I said I didn't watch any of the trailers. So I, I wasn't really sure what we were going to get story wise. My but my assumption coming into it was we would be starting off with like the restaurant was done because they had discovered the money at the end of the right. third season, and the restaurant would be done, and they'd be like just struggling to get started or something like that. And that's kind of what the show would be revolving around. But it basically picks up right where they left off, yeah. and they're they're rebuilding the restaurant. What did were you surprised by that? What did you think of that direction? I was a little bit surprised by that. I'm with you. I would have thought it had been six months later and they're about to open. But I'm so glad they went with this because it it was able to put all the different people in different aspects of preparing for the beginning of this restaurant that really was worthwhile for us as viewers to watch. Right. And like I said, it was like I, I'm, I'm with you on that because I wasn't expecting that, but it was really cool to watch these people have to work through this and just one of the things that they immediately show is how far these people have grown because basically yeah they had three hundred thousand dollars but now they need an additional five hundred thousand dollars and there's all this chaos that is about to ensue because they have to basically tear down the restaurant and rebuild it yeah and if they had tried to do that at the beginning of the first season of the show, then it would have been everybody at each other's throats yelling, cursing, screaming. Yeah. It would have been all that, but you don't really get that. At least you get a little bit occasionally mixed throughout the course of of the season, but you don't get it to the extreme level that we got it all last year. So the, it shows how much these people have grown, how much more they trust right. each other and stuff. So like I thought it was a really interesting well, decision. S- some of the fighting is between Neil and Richie, who are oh, yeah. longtime <laughs> friends who probably right. fight like that, whatever they're doing. Right, whatever they're doing, yeah. yeah. 
So, like I said, it, it was an interesting way to get this thing started. And I, I really enjoyed it. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we are going to get into the specifics on these first five episodes. All right, so the first the first three episodes are very, very similar. Uh, you've got the first episode, which is called Beef. The second one's called Pasta. And the third one's called Sunday. And it's basically like they spend these first three episodes really... Like I said, because they tell us at the beginning, at least like I said, they told me that they were going to focus more on all the characters. So they're really fleshing out all these characters and what they're outside of just who they are in relation to yeah. Carmi in these first three episodes. So the first one, uh, like I said, is called Beef. And this is where they're coming to the realization that this $300,000 isn't going to be enough and they're going to have to get more. Uh, what was your overall thought on this first episode? Yeah, I loved it because... Again, we brought in Sugar as the project mm -hmm. manager. That was a great thing. Uh, we got to see Uncle Jimmy come in, and them negotiating with him yes. was just hilarious. That yes. was that was one of my favorite scenes. And him just like, so why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, exactly. like, well, and also like anyone who wants to open up their own restaurant and do this kind, of, you are nuts. You are insane. Yeah. Like when you watch this, it's crazy. But then also watching Carmi like make this crazy bet of oh yeah we'll we'll pay it off in 18 months <laughs> right exactly like a number he comes up with yeah, like why did you pick two years exactly he probably would have gone for that so that that was really good and then also uh io Berry, she is such an expressive actress mm -hmm. with her face and like just watching her just want to freak out at any moment but not but just shows it in her face like i love watching her when she's cooking uh figuratively right. and you know like and just like showing like all of her emotions on the screen like she she is so fantastic yeah one of the things i think they're they're starting i didn't even realize it when i first watched this but one of the things i think they're starting to show you and they want you to start to understand with this first episode is that Jeremy Allen wants Carmi. He is, he doesn't, it's like he doesn't know how to operate unless he doesn't even know how to function unless he is functioning in chaos. Because th that opening yeah. scene that you mentioned, when not the opening scene, but one of the scenes in this opening episode of the season where they are negotiating with Uncle Jimmy, uh, uh, Ida Berry's uh, character, what's uh, Sydney and Sydney. Sugar. They have they have earplugs in their ears because there's this I can't remember was it an alarm that was going off? Yeah, there's yeah. an alarm going off. So there's an alarm going off. They've got earplugs in because it's so loud and so distracting. And Uncle Jimmy is like just like getting irritated to the nth degree because yeah. of the fact that this thing's going on. And Carmi's just like I, I kind of like it. I, I, it's, I, I mean, he's just kind of sitting there just taking it in. Like I said, so I think that what they're really doing is like. We need you to understand that this character doesn't know how to operate in calm. He doesn't understand how to live yeah. in a calm environment. He doesn't understand how to live without just life blowing up in his face. Because they kind of give us a little bit of a hint of that in the first season. I mean, obviously, he gets the restaurant because his brother ends up committing suicide. But we don't, right. even though we got the one episode with John Bernthal, we never really get a chance to understand who Mikey the character is. But we really get a sense of just what is making, we really get a sense of what makes Carmi tick and who he is in this episode, in, in this season. And it, like right. I said, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to give us a lot of this information. And one of the things that's also interesting is like every character grows, but you can make the argument that Carmi goes backwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
for sure. Because when, when we'll talk about when we get to the end of the end of the season, it's almost like he's in a worse place than he was when when the, when, right. the, when the season starts. And like I said, it, it's just a really fascinating thing to watch because you see all this personal growth from all these characters, and Carmi is just struggling to get there. Right. I mean, he has moments where you think he is, and that's probably one of the most gut wrenching things of this entire season. Is you think he's getting to where he needs to be, but when you get to the end, it's you, he's not there, and it's just kind of it's just kind yeah. of sad to watch. So, well, this is also in this episode. You get the reminder that Uncle Jimmy can't stand Richie. That's right. <laughs> and, and, like, has no respect for him, which we see the more development to right. that as, as episodes. Because Richie kept trying to come up with excuses and stuff. And he was like, shut up. And, like, Richie would say something, shut up. Right. I don't want to hear you talking. So, like, that was our – because if you remember when they, they go to Uncle Jimmy's house in the first season – uh, to have that hot dog, mm-hmm. they cook hot dogs or something. And he hates Richie there. Right. He's like, let him shut up. So this is our reminder. Oh yeah, Uncle Jimmy can't stand Richie, <laughs> yeah. and he can't stand that he that Richie calls him Uncle Jimmy. Right. Well, so speaking of Richie, real quick, let's talk about him just a little bit because in these first five episodes, it is clear he does not understand what his role is going to be. Yeah, he he he's you know what is what is my purpose? Right. Like, he feels like he sees all these changes happening. And it could be for the better for this, but there's nothing for him. Right. He's being left behind. All these people that he was around for all these years are starting to get better, and he there's nothing for him. Yeah, so that's, that kind of takes us into the second episode, because the second episode, they kind of split a whole bunch of people up. So you've got uh, Tina and, I always forget the other guy's name. Ebra. Ebra, thank you. Uh, Tina and Ebra, they are going off. They're, they're being sent to culinary school. So and that they, Ebra is not happy. No, he is not. He is not happy. He says, I don't want to wear a uniform. Uh, he, I'm a little surprised by the way they took his character, just because he seemed to be one of the first ones after Marcus last year to kind of like yeah. think, okay, we can do things a little bit differently. But it yeah. feels like they're really going too differently for him. Like I'm okay with yeah, doing a little different. He wants to stick with. He wants to stick with the beef sandwich, right? Because he's like, I'm okay with like kind of changing the culture a little bit, right. but like completely changing this restaurant. That seems to be like a step too far. And Tina right. is embracing this. And like Tina is just loving it, ha- having a blast. She loves every part of this because she's really good. Yes. Had Tina come from a different environment, like and had money, she may have been a chef on her own. She could have right. owned her own restaurant. Had she not, you know, come, probably came from a poor background and and you know being stuck in this part of Chicago. Right. Like there's no telling because she's good. Yeah, she is. She's very good. And like I said, it's just fun to watch her. Like the moment mm-hmm. when Sydney go approaches her and says, you know, I want you to be my sous chef. Uh, you know, I could be you. And she's like just wraps her up in a big old barrel and right. picks her up off the ground. Uh, yeah. It's just a great moment But between And the- I forgot, I, I, I watched the pilot episode again. I forgot in the first couple episodes, Tina acts like she doesn't know English. Yes, because right, <laughs> she doesn't want to talk to Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten about the thing. I'm glad you mentioned it. So, uh, but, one of the, but, but she's very protective of Sydney oh, in yeah. this season. Very she's protective. very protective of her. So, at the end of the episode, we meet Molly, uh, and I'm yeah, I'm sorry, Claire, who is played by Molly yeah. Gordon. Now, there's been a lot, a lot of talk about this particular character. You've already talked a little bit, but go into a little bit uh, more to detail about. Uh, yeah, Claire. I lo- I love this character. I thought I thought Molly Gordon 
was fantastic. Like she really, she has like some Amy Adams to her. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I get that. And she's just, you know, just very charming. I love like how she was, you know, bringing fun out of, uh, out of Carmen. How could anyone turn her down? Uh, you know, if you're, you're a right. guy that she's got her sights on, I, I thought she brought so much, you know, to, to the to the season i was so glad to see her and i'm almost afraid to see her go yeah here's the thing the thing that a lot of people have been criticizing is that they they've been saying that she didn't she didn't she seemed like she was just brought on just to make things worse for carmy or something like that one of the best she doesn't she's not in this a whole lot she's not in this particular season just a, a ton uh and one of the things and I like her character. I like what they're doing with it, but she's very much a season one type character in that the only way we really see her is through Carmi's eyes. We don't really see her outside yeah. of, of her relationship with Carmi. So we don't see her when she is actually at her job and stuff like, that. cause I want to talk about that when we get towards uh, those later episodes. I want to revisit that part of it, but I, I was struggling to figure out the best way to describe her character because I think she does a really good job. I think Molly Gordon is really good. And if you haven't seen her in uh, Book Smart, I think is the name of the movie. Uh, Book Smart. She's in The Good Boys, that uh, that show about the movie with the, the kids that are they lose their drone. It was from Seth Rogen. Yeah, I can't the Good Boys? It Maybe. was hilarious. She was, she was the main character on that. But... Like I said, I've been struggling to figure out the best way to, to describe her character because she's not supposed to be the most well-developed character, in my opinion, because that was one of the things that a lot of people, a lot of people were criticizing about her, her role and her character is that she's not very well-developed. It's Alan Sepinwall of Rolling Stone. I think he described it best. Her, her character's thin. It's, that's the way it's written. It's supposed to be... Yeah, they're not going to give us this incredibly well-developed character that we're going to get in just so emotionally invest, invested in because at the very end of the season... They're taking her away from us because I right. So it makes sense not to develop her and just to also to make her more of like a season one character. I think plays a purpose. And like so, we're going to talk more about that when we talk about the last five episodes. So I don't want to get into too much. Yeah, but, but I, I I think she's I, I disagree with these critics. I think she's a good addition because she's opening up. Like, hey, Carmi, you can do this right. and still have a good time. I mean. All the famous chefs are married. Yeah, they are. And like I said, we're going to, I want to talk about that when we get to uh, the last five episodes, especially when they start having to deal with some of that, because there's a lot of things that they do in those last five episodes with this relationship. I think that really speaks to some things that you're talking about. So, uh, but the third episode is called pasta. I'm sorry, Sunday. Uh, this is when basically Sydney and Carmi split up because they're trying to like formulate new recipes. They're trying to get the they're trying to get the menu down correctly in Carmi's apartment. Uh, and Sydney basically goes and starts touring all of Chicago for the most part to try to yeah. get an idea of just the type of things that they want to be cooking, the types of things they want to be doing inside their own restaurant. And she's also getting an eye opening experience about what it means to you know she's starting to wonder if she really is a partner. She's having to ask herself these questions because right. she doesn't really know if if carmy sees her as an equal and it's a difficult thing because she wants she respects and she admires carmy because the reason that she goes to work at this restaurant because of his reputation because of what he did while he was working at the french laundry but it's you know the old saying he's never missed your heroes she's struggling with yeah some of the things that just about carmy that makes him a little bit difficult to work with 
Yeah, because Carmi's used to being on his own. Even right. though he told her to do that, he's working on stuff for the restaurant by right. himself. Well, and also one of the things that is uh, that starts to happen a little bit later on in, in these first five episodes is he starts to kind of like shirk his responsibilities because he's with Claire, and this is where right, he, right. and you know he he's now start. You can see the distraction with Steve because he gives yeah. Claire the wrong number. That's the, the you know that's the big thing right. after episode two, but he's you can tell that he's still thinking about her and thinking about you know what could could there be something between the two of us because it's, right. it really feels like this man has never had an actual relationship in his life. I know it does. It really does. So, uh, like I said, that was just, a, just watching Sydney go around and get all this information from all these other chefs. Cause these were all real chefs that actually yeah. own restaurants in the Chicago area that, that she was meeting with and that she was taking, testing and their every food. Every one of them did not trust Carmi not being with her. Yes. That was a, that was a red flag to all of them yeah. that they were a little bit concerned by. So, uh, that's, me the standout episode of the first five episodes is the next one that is honeydew this is when marcus goes to copenhagen this is honestly just a marcus episode for the most part it really is yeah directed and, by rami youssef uh, oh i, I didn't even notice that yeah uh I love this episode. Like I said, to me, like I said, it is it's the best episode when he gets up, he shows up to Copenhagen, he goes on the boat and he's reading all these notes. He's he's kind of like, what am I doing here? Like what's going on here? But he goes to the restaurant. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but he goes to the restaurant. Well, I don't think they ever, they ever showed us. They may not have. That's, that's a good point. Cause I, I don't remember it. But, uh, when he walks in, there's Will Poulter. I'm like, Oh, oh man. I know. Okay, Will Poulter. Uh, so when, when they show Will Poulter on the screen, I was like, okay, so what are we doing here? Because I could see Will Poulter being a, sh- a chef like Carmi, who's uh, really good at what he does. Uh, mostly, you know, uh, mostly sympathetic, mostly wanting to improve somebody and does it in a kind way. But I could also see Will Poulter playing the type of character who is just an a-hole of a, right, of a right. chef. So I was wondering where they were going with it. Uh, but what was your first thought when you saw Will Poulter? I was like, oh, man, I was glad to see Will Poulter. I, I love Will Poulter. Becoming a much bigger fan of him the last year because of I saw him in The Dropout. No, no, no. No, he was in uh, Dope Sick and then, you know, Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Right. And he was, he was so good here. So this is based on a famous Copenhagen restaurant yeah. called Noma. Yeah, it's Noma. like the mm-hmm. best restaurant in the world. So that's why a lot of people think there it was supposed to be there. But, yeah, I'm with you. It could have gone either way, but – Thank goodness, uh, Will Poulter was a nice guy. Yes. Luca was uh, was was helpful because you at first you couldn't tell because no, he was telling Marcus to do it again. You know to, when Marcus was struggling, but then you know you could tell he was nice and he actually enjoyed conversation. And I think it was when you know one, how could you not like Marcus? But it was Marcus was like, oh man, this looks like uh, the game operation, right? And and Luca. Put something down and goes buzz, like right. buzzes like on bridge. You're like, okay, this guy's actually cool. Yeah, what I'll, I'm glad you mentioned that because what you said a second ago, he is a kind, but he is still a demanding chef yeah. uh he doesn't he's not going to let marcus has been, was brought there for a purpose he was brought there to learn uh from luca and he's not going to let marcus go back to back to Carmen without having learned what he was supposed to learn so when he's messing yeah. up like when he's scooping that green stuff the i guess the gelatin or yeah. when he's supposed to be doing yeah. that scoop and pull or whatever it was that he said 
he kept messing up and and Luca didn't even say okay that's pretty close that's that's good enough he kept he kept making him do yeah. it until he got it, but he was never he was never rude about it he was never a jerk yeah. about it he was he still he remained kind uh and you know just kind of the the best moment of the entire episode at least for me is when they're having that moment when Luca is explaining to him just about why he got into the business of what makes yeah. him and how he met this uh chef that you know he felt like he was in competition with which they later confirmed was Carmi that that's yeah. the reason that you knew it was going to yeah. be Carmi. <laughs> you just assumed that that's who he's talking about, but they yeah. they eventually confirm it later on. Uh, and you know he's like, I was never going to be as good as this guy, but you can tell that obviously the two of them had a great amount of respect for each other, and yeah. obviously for Carmi to send him to Luca. Uh, yeah. Like I said, just that story, that that scene, just an absolutely incredible episode. I, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get better than this episode in this season, but boy, did we ever. Yeah. <laughs> but well, like, I really like where they were talking about basketball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Luke acted like he didn't know who Michael Jordan and right. Scottie Pippen were. <laughs> and then, you know, he was like, well, you know, Scottie Pippen was a Hall of Famer. Right. And you know, Luke was like, uh, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with being a Hall of Famer. I may not be the best, but I'm a Hall of Famer. Right. So I thought... And I loved, uh, it may come up later, where he's talking about how, you know, it's not all about the skill. It's about the passion. It's about right. how much you love, you know, what you're doing. And right. you can tell. Sometimes you can eat something, and you can tell that someone loves that. To me, like, uh, eating barbecue is that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell, like, the, like the passion someone's putting into oh, yeah. their, mm-hmm. their barbecue. And then also I love where he's talking about, you know, it's not about just doing these these recipes. It's opening your mind and your world and getting out there and trying different things and being inspired. Like mm-hmm. I love the scenes with Luca. Th- this was a fantastic episode, and him, you know, being demanding but being a mentor and being kind really brought so much and such a difference than what we've seen from you know Carmi's upbringing with Joel McHale you know that we saw in the right. first season and then you know sometimes Carmi could be a little hard on people like right. he was hard on like yeah so like it was nice to see someone who was so kind yeah it was I really enjoyed this episode it was it was great to see. I mean, Will Poulter interacting with Lionel Boyce. Yeah. He, the two of them, did, were extremely great chemistry. Yeah, they were great. They had great chemistry together. It was really fun watching those two play off of each other. Uh, and like I said, for the most part, they look. There's some other stuff goes on, but that's that's the heart of this this episode was yeah. uh, was Marcus. So uh, that takes us into episode five, which is called Pop. Uh, and this is basically where things are starting to get a little bit rough. The renovation is not going nearly as planned. They've got a mold problem. Richie isn't listening to anyone. Uh, yeah. He is. He continues to, you know, go against everybody. He's he thinks everything's going to be fine. He's like, oh, he's got to know. He always knows a guy, even though he may not actually know a guy that can fix stuff. Uh, but while all that's go- taking place, the other. And this is where we really get into it. Carmi is not really doing what he's supposed to because he is trying to figure out this relationship with Claire because this is where they really start to get into this is Carmi has to figure out and this the kind of the question for him throughout the course of the season can he be a happy person and be the owner the executive chef or whatever it is of a restaurant and put as much into it as he wants to can those two things coexist and he struggles with that, basically starting with this episode going on forward because yeah. he is spending so much time with Claire that he's kind of, you know, let the the restaurant renovation kind of go by the wayside. And then Sydney's the one who's basically taking care of everything. Right, right. Yeah, that 
yeah, he's he's really distracted in this one, and Sydney has to deal with all the just. This is like you said, more chaos going on. They're having the electricity, right. the gas problems. The first time we mentioned, I think the first time we mentioned the right. the uh, cooler uh, handle. Yes. Uh, also, Sydney is dealing with her father, played by the great Robert Townsend. So good mm. to see him back and things. And where he's putting pressure on her is like, "Are you sure about this? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure this is the thing?" You know. And I, I thought that was like we've seen we get to see him multiple times in the first five episodes, and we see him at the end. But like you know, like, like I said, he's putting pressure on her. Like, are like. I don't know if this guy's right. He's saying, I don't know if this guy's right for you or this restaurant. So, you know, Sydney has so much on her plate. Yeah, she really does. And like I said, Carmen hasn't made it easier. And one of the things I think that's, I really liked is when, when Sydney meets Molly and when she first hears about Molly, there is, you can tell there's some jealousy there, but it's very clearly, it's not, I'm like romantic jealousy. It's very much, are are you going to take away are you going to distract the guy who's supposed to be like mentoring me the guy who's supposed to be helping me right. build this restaurant is this how is this going to work I'm, I, she was concerned she had a right to be she has every right to be concerned especially seeing how it all plays out with the way that yeah. it does is she's not sure that this that the two can coexist but it's one of those things like he he has to eventually learn how to do this because he's just such a mess emotionally uh and he's got to understand how it is that he can be happy and still do this restaurant and still give as much as he needs to for the restaurant to be successful and he, he doesn't have the first clue and he's not really picking he's still not figuring it out by the time we get to the fifth episode yeah and then the other big plot line in, in episode five is tina again yes. excelling right. and she has made friends with, yes. the, with the younger chefs, and they invite her out to karaoke, and she, she kills just it. kills it. Yeah, like beautiful voice. Yeah, and uh, what is, what's the older guy's name? What's his name? Abra. Abra. I can never remember Abra for some reason. Abra quits. He quits. He quits I mean, coming. Yeah, he quits. He quits coming. Like, I wish they would have like given us a little bit more with that. If I want to criticize I was anything, Abra is the only thing I would criticize. I think they we've we lost scenes with him or something right. because. He just kind of quits, like he doesn't like the change, and then he just shows back up, and they allow him. Yeah, I know that was so weird. Like I said, there was we needed a little bit more from Ever for what they were going with. I, I know they probably. Well, wanted- I, I think I read an article with Evan Ball's backrack, and it sounds like Ebra's part was he was going to. You know they were having the window for the beef sandwiches. Right. Mm-hmm. He's manning that. He's manning the beef sandwiches. Right. So they, but they, they cut a scene or something so we don't fully get that yeah because like at the because he just quits he, he quits going to he quits yeah. going to culinary schools i mean like we don't see him like calling and telling i guess he it's no i mean like there's no discussion between him and carmy about you know i can't do this i'm not going to do it like i would expect yeah. there had been something and then all of a sudden just out of nowhere there's the the uh the carryout menu the carryout window where uh he just walks up and they're doing that like they yeah. haven't even mentioned that they were going to do this carryout window thing where they're doing the the original right. menu uh so like i said that is the only issue that i really have with this entire yeah. season they don't play that out i agree well. yeah they did not uh, but one of the things i do like is this is 
like I said, the, the Tina aspect of this episode of this episode is fantastic because yeah. she needs another knife and Carmi says, Go get mine and it's this incredibly fancy, you know, probably four or five hundred dollar yeah. knife that oh yeah uh, that 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 he gives her to to use at culinary school and she just is it's like when she open like when she opens it, it's like she's got her superpower. I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> it, it's just she, really fantastic. I, I, and I love seeing like the chef, the teacher, mm-hmm. just so impressed with her, man. That that really warmed my heart seeing yeah. that. It, it was great. A really good. She's episode. a great character. Yes, is she really fantastic. is. Liza Colon Zayas, just so good. You, you gotta love her. Yeah, like I said, these first five episodes are really, really good. I, I really enjoyed them a lot. Um, anything else specifically we want to talk about before we get to awards for these first five? So, so uh, they call Jeremy Allen White at that party, Logan. Is that an Easter uh, egg? Because there's all these you know rumors about him playing Wolverine. Right? Is that an Easter egg? Uh, it could be, but I think, but we mentioned. I think we mentioned this when we were doing our, our Patreon on. Um, uh, on Harrison Ford, and they mentioned you know Blade Runners. It's something they're discussing kind of in the yeah. background. I think the, the creators of this show. I think they introduce. There's a lot of like superhero talk that's just kind of interspersed throughout. I, I think they're just they're just recognizing the fact that he kind of looks a little bit like he could play that he could play Wolverine. I, right. That's a fan casting thing that's out there. So I don't know that they will ever actually do it. But there's a lot of fan casting for for Jeremy Allen White to play Wolverine in yeah. the next iteration of that character. I think could I, could he do it? Probably he's short. Uh, he's yeah. got yeah. the he's what the character is supposed to look like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not what the big tall uh, Hugh Jackman. But uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be interested if they ever go down that road. Uh, he could do it. Yeah. There's no question about it. But I don't know yeah. that. And and the last thing in episode two is the first mention of Richie Watt and Taylor Swift tickets. Yes, and I immediately were like, oh God, please <laughs> give us Richie. Yes, at a Taylor Swift concert. They, we kind of get that, so uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that here in a little while. So, all right, uh, shall we do our awards? Let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, we like to give out three weekly awards. At the top of our award list for a week is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who are you giving the MVP to for your first five episodes? You know what? Let's give it to Lionel Boyce for Marcus. That's what I was going to go with, too. Yeah. yeah he's especially, really, really good. He's really good, especially in, he gets his own episode and kills it. Yeah, I was really impressed by what Lionel Boyce was doing in these first five episodes. He's just such a he's just such a unique character. I mean, he's also one of the nicest people in this entire restaurant. Right, and, right. You know, everybody, everybody's kind of grown a little bit, but he's kind of always been a nice guy ever, ever since the Yes, beginning. and you can't help but love him. Yeah, you really can't. So, uh, the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. It's at the end. Uh, it's the last scene that Will Poulter, right. Luca, and Marcus have together, where they're talking about you know leadership and being a good cook and being inspired. Yeah, uh, and basketball. Yes, and basketball exactly. Uh, the if you come at the king, you best not miss your best line. There were a couple. Uh, I really like what Luca saying. Um, less about skill and being open open to the world to yourself other people billy being really inspired makes great food yeah that's a really good one i the one i went with i wrote it down but i wrote it down wrong i can't remember exactly how he wrote it it's a david lee roth line uh that richie keeps saying because 
it says oh, yeah. the I'm not in Van Halen because it's in me. Uh, or it's in me because I I'm am in, Van Halen. Yeah, like, like I said, I wrote him. I think I wrote him incorrectly. So, but just yeah. because well, that. Rip- go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, this tells us a lot about where Richie is at this moment, because I think that line was in either episode four or episode five, uh, because he's still, basically, he's saying that I'm like this. This is just who I am. I'm not, I can't change. It's who I am. And boy, are we going to find stuff out later on about Richie uh, in later episodes. But I just thought that was really interesting. Richie is involved with three other great lines. One uh, in episode two, where he's calling the alarm people and he tells them of Mike Mikey's password of "go fast boats and mojitos." <laughs> I don't know why that yeah. just made me laugh. Also in episode two, where him and Neil had the fight, and Neil call no, I think it's episode one where Neil calls on Sugar, and <laughs> Richie's like, "You called mom, you <laughs> called mom." I thought that was great. And then when uh, Sugar and Carmi are talking, and she said, "Don't tell Richie I'm pregnant." Right when the wall, wall comes down, down. <laughs> everyone says congratulations, and, and Richie, Richie says, in the background says, "I knew it." Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So, uh, I, that's one of the other things that I meant, I meant to mention in the when we're talking about changes is there is, especially in these first five episodes. I mean, technically, it was listed as a comedy, but. It was really more of a drama last year. There's a lot more funny parts in, in yeah, this yeah, yeah, season. Yeah. At least I yeah. thought there were. So, I think so. All right. Rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we have a five-tier rating system that we use. At the top of our list is a succession. A Right beneath the succession is a lost. Middle of the road forest is a friends. Beneath the friends is a full house and bottom of the barrel forest is a Baywatch. So what are you giving the first five episodes of the second season of The Bear? I mean, I had this as a succession last year. It hasn't lost a beat in the first five and probably better than last season. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm def- I definitely think it's better than the last season. I, I really enjoyed this one. I've uh, It's a succession for me as well. And as much as these first five episodes, as good as they were, I had no idea what was coming for us yeah, in, in right. the second five episodes. So, uh, But yeah, it's a succession for me. So, All right. Uh, before we sign off for this episode, I do want to we do want to give some recommendations. we got some recommendations coming later on. We'll talk about Jack Ryan. But you got any other uh, recommendations yeah, for us? I went and saw the Jennifer Lawrence comedy, No Hard Feelings. It? Uh, it is fantastic. Yeah, I want to it. It is so funny. You will still laugh at some of the jokes that were in the trailer. It is well worth the watch. Go see it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think you should leave season three with Tim Robinson. So funny. <laughs> there is a skit with called Shirt Brothers where him and this old man have matching shirts. I have watched it a thousand times. I actually tweeted about it yesterday, a TikTok of it. It is so funny. I would highly recommend it. And my third, I went to Boston. Uh, my siblings and I go on a family vacation every year, and we went to Boston this year, and it was fantastic. One of the best places I've ever visited. So much to do. Speaking of food, incredible food scene, uh, Italian food out of this world. I had a lobster roll. <laughs> I had a Boston cream pie. I had steak tips. I had all the Boston stuff. And man, it delivered. And just all the history stuff. Went to Fenway twice. Just a fun trip. I would highly recommend going to Boston. 
All right, I've only got one, and it's actually one you've recommended. It's actually one you've uh, recommended quite a bit, and one that we're probably going to be talking about here in a couple of weeks. Uh, finally, got around to watching the uh, the show Justified. Uh, well, I'm not. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going. It's really, really good. Uh, I'm not going to get it done by the time that the seventh season comes out in July, in the middle of July. I won't, I won't have it done because my wife and I, I've liked, when I started watching, I was like, Allison, you're going to like this show. I, I just know yeah. based off the type of, st- she likes Law & Order SVU. She likes all the Chicago shows on NBC. I'm like She likes is- Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> she, she, she actually didn't recognize it when she saw him. She's not, she's not oh, into okay. big, she's not that big into television shows or movies, so she doesn't yeah. know a lot of these people. But she, uh, She's about to become an Oliphant <laughs> like the rest of us. Uh, but I told her, I was like, you'll really like this show. So I said, I said you really got to give it a shot. So when we were in Chattanooga, uh, when we were just kind of had a lot of downtime, we ended up watching like the entire first season. Uh, uh, and we watched a little bit of, we got a, a little bit into the second season as well. So she really likes it. So we'll, like I said, it's one of those I'll end up. Season two. Yeah, it's season two has been what, I think we're through three episodes of season two. And it's, it's fantastic. I mean, this is the first time yeah. I said. Margo Martindale. Yeah, she's in it. Then Caitlin Deavers, like she gets her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Caitlin Deavers, this is where her big break. Yeah, this is where she gets her big break because there was. I obviously I haven't seen beyond what Allison saw, and she's like, she's like Marco Martindale. She's like that woman's going to kill this girl. She's like, I'm like I doubt it. I was like that's Caitlin Deaver. This is like for sure, I'm pretty sure this is where she gets her yeah. break. I'm like there, yeah. I, I can't imagine after one episode she's going to get killed if this is her big break. So, uh, and like like it's just really good. I, I was really impressed by it. Uh, it's just, it's a oh, and when du- when Duffy comes on season two, right? Trying the to think. blonde hair guy that's been in a lot of stuff. I don't think I've He's seen him a, yet. He drives an RV. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, we haven't gotten to him yet. Uh, oh, so God, just wait. <laughs> when Duffy's the best. So yeah, we haven't we haven't gotten that far, but uh, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Like I, I won't get through. Oh, man, I- I won't get to see uh, through this entire thing by the time we get to season seven. But from my yeah. understanding, it's supposed to be like just completely new anyway. So he's the only yeah. thing that really yeah comes back. Yeah. So. And the reason I brought up your wife, like a lot of women love oh. Timothy, oh, yeah. Oliphant, which Obviously. makes them love Justify. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why a lot of women yeah, love yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, uh, that wraps us up for the first five episodes of the Bear. Anything else you want to add before we sign off for this one? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time, Chef. That's right. Yes, Jeff. So, uh, I like those same sentiments, Jeff. And uh, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.